The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatria, joined by my good buddy Keith Cork here to break down this wonderful Wednesday, January 27th slate for you guys. It is a big one. It is a doozy, but that's why we're here. We're going to go through this. We're going to cut down the player pool. We're going to talk about some of our favorite plays, some of the value that we'll have available for us. As always, this is a quick hit early slate, so monitor the news, monitor, follow it. Uh, keep your eye on everything. It, things will be changing, especially this season more than ever. But how are we doing, Keith? It's a nice, wonderful Wednesday over here. Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. I, uh, you know, my uh, GPP lineups tonight aren't doing so great. Reggie Jackson really kind of blew a hole in those. But uh, other than that, I'm doing pretty well, man. How are you? I, I'm doing good. I can't complain. Lineups are, you know, I don't have any lost in rivers, really. So, uh, you know, <laughs> full shame on me. I guess I should have. <laughs> You should just know he's going to start a game going 10 for 10 in the first 10 minutes. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm doing pretty well right now. I can't really complain. I think the you know the only bad play necessarily, I don't even know if it's a terrible play, was Marcus Morris. I, I didn't get suckered into too much of the Clippers. Uh, I had Terrence Mann and I had Marcus Morris. Those were the two guys I, I played mostly. Uh, outside of that, it was just kind of you know getting some of the high-priced guys, like the you know Beal I wanted to get. Uh, I wanted to get Cousins. I got Gobert and uh, a couple of them. Um, I believe I played. I ended up falling on R.J. Barrett. So I haven't checked that game to see how that's going for me. But <laughs> it's a new slate. It's a new day. And before we jump into anything, though, quick shout out to our presenting sponsors, MyBookie.ag. Guys, check them out. Head over to MyBookie.ag. Sign up. And when you do, use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And what you'll get is a 50% match on up to $1,000 of your deposit. So your initial deposit, if it's $500, they'll give you $250 to play with for free, guys. And this is the best, the only guaranteed sports book. And I guarantee them uh, to give them my stamp of approval. I mean, these guys are just absolutely fantastic. Every single line that they have, their odds boost contests are absolutely on point. They really know how to draw you in with them because it's just free money. This this site gives it away. So, guys, check out mybookie.ag. Maybe you're getting sick of your per, current platform. You want to try something new, or maybe you just never knew that they were out there. And they also have a fully-fledged casino. So maybe you go somewhere else to you know play some bets as well. You can come here to get your table action as well. Every single casino card game, table game that you could think of that is in your local casino, they have on their site. So check them out. Use that promo code HOOPBALL. Want to give a nice little quick shout out to Manscaped as well. These fellows over there are absolutely crushing it. And, you know, check out their products, guys, regardless of which one you are attached to. I just find myself loving the travel kit, a little bit of everything in there. Uh, the lawnmower 3.0, it's waterproof, quick charging, 90 minute charge time, absolutely fantastic product. And you can go to your store, you can check all the buzzers, the razors, everything in there. You're going to end up paying $30, $40 more for a worse quality razor. Uh, and it's probably not even waterproof for that. For that being said, so guys, check them out for just a little bit of a, a little bit more than uh, the average price, I guess, of a video game. You could go get a whole perfect package kit, guys. And if you use that promo code Hoopball twenty, you get twenty percent off plus free shipping. So Hoopball twenty, and that's twenty percent off plus free shipping. So Keith, we have some games to talk about, my friend. We are going to do our best to keep this under an hour. It is one of the larger slates of the season. So, like I said, we'll do our best. There's no there's no guarantees. There's no promises here. But we're going to jump right into it. We have the Indiana Pacers traveling to Charlotte. Charlotte take on the Hornets. First game of the night. It's a 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. As far as injuries are concerned for the Hornets, Nick Richards is probable for the Pacers. We're looking at Karis LeVert, TJ Warren out, while Demonis Savonis is questionable. Uh, as we saw, he had that pretty rough bone bruise or that knee bruise. Uh, obviously, and thankfully, he dodged a lot of the things that could have been wrong, whether it was an MRI or an X-ray. He dodged fractures. He dodged any ligament damage. So uh, there's a chance he suits up. I probably would say it's more on the doubtful side, just something else to monitor as we go forward. And, you know, the theme of the season has also been not having these lines out. So there is no line for this game. On a 12-game slate, we only have four lines available uh, as we record this the night before. But 
you know, that's that's pretty much the landscape of what we're looking at here, Keith. So we'll start off with this Pacers team. What are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, the biggest question here has to be if DeMontis Simonis plays, right? Um, if he doesn't, the Pacers are going to have a sizable 23.8% usage hole to just fill um, with multiple guys. I mean, there's not one guy that's really going to stand out and step up uh, to fill that role. But if I was to guess who was going to fill that role, at least offensively, uh, it'd have to be Jeremy Lamb. And he's sitting at a, a nice salary of 5100 Uh, You know, Jeremy Lamb's definitely playable in a lot of lineups, and, and he's going to score a lot. Um, he's looked really good uh, recovering from those knee injuries, which is really nice to see. Um, obviously, Malcolm Brogdon's always in play, 8600 on on tonight's slate. And, uh, you know, especially without Sabonis, he's going to get a lot of touches. Um, you know, he had a really good game last game, uh, so I, I do like him quite a bit. And then uh, if we're looking for some GPP value and if Sabonis doesn't play, uh, I think you can definitely go to the go to the bargain bin with Goga Batazde uh, at 3000 you know, the basement price there. Uh, this dude scored 60.5 DK points in just 12 minutes his last game out. So, um, you know, that, that point per minute uh, potential is really there. And um, he's really a guy to, to, to look for in one of the one of the stronger GPP plays. How about you? I'm really looking at, uh, you know, really two options here. You said Lamb. I'm with you. If Sabonis sits, I expect this guy to kind of step up. He's going to take a, a lot of that usage, especially now that we know that there's not going to be, you know, Levert coming back anytime soon. Same thing with Warren. Uh, they're anticipating this guy to come in here and get some shots up, and, and he hasn't been shy yet. Uh, and I think McDermott as well. You know, I, I get the Goga call. I'm a little worried uh, simply because when Miles Turner was out that one game uh, after he initially hurt his hand that he played the following game, uh, he barely sniffed the court. Uh, that was with Miles Turner out. So, you know, they could go small. And we've seen them do it plenty of times where they just end up throwing McDermott at the four and, and run, or maybe they play Jakar Sampson at the four. Uh, so they have some other options where I don't know if on a 12-game slate I end up on Goga, but I don't hate it. If we hear that he's starting, that's a different story. Then I can look at him. I think at that point, fire him up. But for me right now, uh, it's just a lamb, and it's just McDermott. Let's look over on the Charlotte side of things, though. Uh, things can be a little bit interesting over here. We know they have a lot of heavy hitters between Hayward, Rozier, Graham, and LaMelo. These guys can pretty much... Any one of the four can break a slay at any point in time, but uh, do you have a preference on any of these guys or any of them on your radar? Yeah, I just think Gordon Hayward. You know, he's just solid. He's consistently low priced. I mean, seventy five hundred for this guy is just. I think. I think it's still a really good price tag for him. Um, so I'll probably have plenty of Gordon Hayward. Um, another guy that I'm looking at that's a little bit less is, is PG Washington, sixty four hundred. Um, you know, he's a little bit inconsistent, but he's got that forty DK point upside. Um, so he's, he's a better GPP play, but uh, those are really the only two guys I'm looking at here at the Hornets side is, is uh, Washington and Hayward. How about you? I don't think I'll end up playing anybody in this uh, in this game. I think with 12 games uh, on the docket that I'll probably end up going elsewhere. If you want to play Hayward, it's a great price tag for him. I think 75 is fantastic. Again, it wouldn't shock me if one of these guards go wild, but they're almost at 7K each. I'm not paying that. And then uh, if you're dumpster diving, you know, with your with your Goga play, uh, Cody Zeller, 3,400. Uh, since he's returned, we've seen some pretty decent games put together by him. Uh, back to uh, last two games, 20-point DK efforts plus. He's only playing about 18, 15 minutes, but they're slowly working him back up. And if he comes out here and he plays 20, 22 minutes or anything like that at, at 3,400, I don't hate that. But again, not someone I see myself gravitating towards too much. But the next game has a little bit more interesting, has a little bit of pieces, I think, for DFS. So... With the Detroit Pistons traveling to Cleveland, take on the Cavs in this one. As far as the injury report goes, uh, for the Cavs, Marquise Bolden, Matthew Delvadova, Kevin Love all ruled out, while Larry Nance Jr. and Lamar Stevens are questionable. And then we have Blake Griffin and Killian Hayes both ruled out. Uh, this is a front half of a back-to-back for the Pistons. I believe they play the Lakers on Thursday. So that is why Blake Griffin is resting in this one. Uh, as far as the game total, we do have one. It is one of the four games that we do have. 215.5 game total. Cleveland favored by 2.5 points. So we'll start off with this Detroit uh, Detroit side of ball. You know, for me, it's simple. When we ever see uh, Blake Griffin sit, you know, Sadiq Bay, we can expect to see a few more minutes from. We can expect a few more shot attempts. He's generally pretty popular. A lot of people go to him. Uh, you know, even on 12 games late, I imagine some people will go to him. So he's definitely in play for me. And then, you know, the way that DeLon Wright's been playing, I, I want to say look at him, but that price bump up to 65 kind of takes me out. It's probably just going to end up being Grant. Maybe maybe a share of Derrick Rose here and there. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm looking at more of my exposure, I think, on the Cleveland side of the ball. What are you looking at over here, Keith? 
Yeah, I pretty much agree with you. Um, you know, Jeremy Grant, he's probably just about the safest guy for for cash. You can play in the eighty one hundreds pretty pretty good if you want to spend up from that seventy five hundred price tag for from Hayward to eighty one hundred. That's definitely a great play. Um, Derek Rose, I actually do like him quite a bit. I think you know, trade rumors are really starting to flow float around the league now. And uh, I think we're really due for a Derrick Rose showcase game to see that this guy still has something in the tank. He's been sitting out for quite a while, so he's going to be rested up. I, I'm looking for some big things from him. He's, he's 5,300. Um, so I think I'm going to have some some exposure here to Derrick Rose. Um, another guy I'd look at, and uh, you know maybe more so for, for GPPs, but this is a dumpster dive for Isaiah Stewart at 3,300. And that's solely based on Mason Plumlee, just his inability to stay on the court. And um, you know combined with the, the fact that the Pistons are going to start eventually looking towards a youth movement here. I mean, they're not winning games. They're, they've got nothing to play for except for, for youth development. So um, Isaiah Stewart's one of those guys I keep plugging in my lineups, especially for GPPs and, and just waiting for that, that game where he's going to get 25, 30 minutes and, and put up some decent numbers. I mean, he has a really, a really solid floor since he rebounds the ball at a good rate. Yeah, and he's he's an absolutely fantastic player. The only thing is he has that very similar issue as Plumlee where they both struggle with fouls. So uh, mm-hmm. put both of them together, and they might you might be able to get 48 minutes out of the combination of the two. And uh, that's the struggle. And I want to, I want to see Stewart play more. I would love to. Uh, I think the, the problem is is you put him in a starting lineup, then let's say he started this game. You know, he gets that nod. He goes against Drummond. And it's going to be tough for him to check out, you know, of the first quarter with anything less than three fouls. Uh, going against some of these star centers. So, you know, I think I think we see him kind of, uh, you know, stay in this bench role for just a little bit. They did pay Pumley uh, as well, handsomely. I don't know why in the offseason. Made no sense. It was a very weird move by them where they were like, we're going to, you know, we're going to let Christian Wood walk, but uh, we're going to sign Plumley. Uh, but it's just, you know, I, I just don't see it uh, necessarily coming in, in like the horizon. I think we got a little ways out. Hope I'm wrong. Uh, I love the kid's talent. I want to see him play a little bit more, but. We'll move over to the Cleveland side of the ball. This is kind of where I like my action, man. This is where I want to get uh, a piece of the pie. Andre Drummond at 8,400. Uh, one of my favorite center plays, I think, on this slate. I just love him for GPPs. You know, I want to say he's perfectly playable in cash as well, just because of the price tag. Uh, but there's obviously some risk associated with kind of the the minutes and the you know everything else surrounding Drummond since Jared Allen came over there. But uh, nonetheless, I'm expecting a rock-solid game. It's a great matchup. 8,400 is a fantastic price tag. If he plays 28 minutes, there's no way he scores less than 40, 45 DK points in this one. So I'm perfectly okay. We're looking at some Andre Drummond. Outside of that, uh, I might have like a, a share or two of a guy like Colin Sexton, uh, but it's not going to be too, too crazy or anything like that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on Drummond. I think he's probably the best play on the slate, actually. Um, guy that I'm really going to go to. I made some money on him uh, last game, and I think I'm going to go to him again this time. I think it's a really juicy... Uh, matchup for him and you know Mason Plumlee and, and Isaiah Stewart aren't exactly the 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 most uh, fearsome duo to uh, go up against so uh, as long as the Cleveland Cavaliers stars don't get pulled for you know whatever reason they're getting crushed which doesn't shouldn't be the case in this game I think he's pretty safe to, to put up a lot of points uh, Sexton 6600 also a really really nice nice matchup here um, he shot 35 percent and 37 percent the last two games I, I mean you have to imagine it's better than that uh, this game against a, a weak Detroit defense, so um, I like him at 6600. And another guy is obviously you know Darius, Darius Garland, who's still working his way back, uh, you know, trying to get up there. He's um, not hasn't really been blowing it out of the water the last couple of games since he's been back. But you know, 4600 is a really great price if you need to save some salary. It's not something I'm going to re- go to right away, but um, you know, if I need to fit him into to a lineup, it's a guy that I'll definitely look to. Absolutely, and it's worth monitoring, I think, with Torian Prince too, because if we do see that, uh, I believe um, Larry Nance is questionable if he does sit. Uh, Torian Prince may draw that start, should see some extended time at the four, along with uh, Chetty Osmond. We should see both of them play some decent four. I, wouldn't be, I think uh, Prince, Prince would probably get the start there, though. We'll move on to the next game. Sacramento, Kings traveling to Orlando, take on the Magic. It feels like these games, these two, when these two teams always meet up, it ends up being a little fantasy-friendly, so I'm pretty excited about this one. For the Magic, Alfred Aminu, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac. Chuma Okiki, all ruled out. Michael Carter-Williams, questionable, still dealing with that left uh, foot sprain, I believe. Yeah, left foot sprain. For the Kings, uh, Daquan Jeffries, ruled out. Nemanja Belicia, doubtful. And we have Hassan Whiteside, probable. Do we have a game total? We do. 221 and a half game total with the Magic being favored by one point. So we look at this team, man. Uh, I'll break it down. Well, actually, I'll, I'll pass it over to you. Let me hear what your thoughts are initially on the on this Kings team. 
uh, you know, starting to get some some hefty price tags on some of these guys. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why I don't. I mean, just just based on some other options that are on, across the slate, I'm not really going to play like a Darren Fox or anything like that. A Buddy Heald. Um, the only guy I'm really looking at on the King side, I, I do agree with you. This is going to be a fantasy friendly game. I think mostly because it's going to be competitive. It's going to be a close one. Uh, you know, Vegas currently has it at a, at a one point spread, so um, it's going to be competitive. They're going to be back and forth. Um, but I do like uh, Marvin Bagley at 5700. I think he's a really nice cash option. I, I think he's just he's really taken on a, a more active role in the Kings' offense, and it's you know done wonders for them. And and I think he's just really really been considered consistently been scoring in the mid 20s and up for dk points uh in the last four or five games so uh, i i just like him at 5700 i think that's a really solid cash play yeah no i don't i don't hate it um i'm with you though i don't think i'm gonna have too many of these kings either the one guy i was kind of looking at was maybe halliburton but uh there's probably better safer options out there he's probably gpps only orlando side of the ball uh things are gonna be a little bit different for me on this side of the ball i definitely have uh some interest over here you know, if people listen to our show, I always say, uh, you know, shooting guards going against the Kings are a thing. Uh, it's something I like to target. It's something I enjoy to target. So I look at Evan Fournier stepping into the arena, uh, coming off of three straight, actually, I would say four straight great games, uh, but three straight where he's had this elevated usage, elevated shot attempts. He's handling the ball a little bit more now with no Markel Fultz. So I do have some interest in Evan Fournier at 6,400. He's probably coming in as one of my favorite plays uh on the magic right now i don't love that price tag i wish he was more like 58 57 59 somewhere around there but i'll I'll take the 64 i'll pay him i'll pay for it in a couple spots and i don't mind taking a look at aaron gordon if michael carter williams begins to play if this is his return keep an eye on what that means for cole anthony i wouldn't expect him to immediately just yank cole anthony out of the job uh, but carter williams kind of offers something cole anthony doesn't defensively with his length a little bit more of a veteran presence as well. So he might eventually usurp him as the starting point guard. But that is kind of my take on this Orlando Magic team. Keith, why don't you tell me what you're looking at? Yeah, I'm I'm 100% right there with you, Mike. Not much more to add. I mean, Cole Anthony, 5,500. Uh, you know, he's had back-to-back 32-plus uh, DK point games and uh, been playing really well. But uh, if Michael Card-Williams is in, there's no way I'm playing the guy just because he's going to lose some, some minutes there. Um, but, you know, if Card-Williams is out, I'll definitely look his way a little bit. But uh, not necessarily excited about him. Aaron Gordon's probably the one I'm most excited about. And, uh, you know, I could play some Evan Fournier, but uh, like you said, that, that price is just – it's just climbing. And it's getting to the point where I'm getting a little uncomfortable with it. So mm-hmm. uh, not not my favorite play, but I like Aaron Gordon at 7700 Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I love the spot. Sometimes we don't get that price tag in the spot. We don't get the perfect recipe. And, uh, you know, if you love the spot, you love the spot. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm not going to go overboard on Evan Fournier. I'm not saying lock him in as your favorite play. But I definitely see him being a little bit of a low-owned guy. I'm sure everybody will be on a 12-game slate, but... I, I don't expect him to draw too much ownership, and this could be another 35 to 40 point game from him in store. So, moving on to the next game, Brooklyn Nets traveling to Atlanta, take on the Hawks in this one. There is no game total for this one. Uh, but as far as injuries, we do have the Nets. Uh, Spencer Didwitty, Nick Claxton out. Everybody else should be good to go. Hawks have yet to release their injury report. They played today. We had some things to monitor for uh, for that Hawks team coming in. Capella and Trey Young were questionable. They both ended up suiting up and playing. Now, we'll start with this Brooklyn team. They're still kind of figuring things out. They're still kind of getting it together. Uh, Durant, Harden, both over 10K. Both feel like they're priced appropriately. If anything, you know, once we expect Harden to be a little bit more aggressive, this probably is a little underpriced. And that's the only thing. Eventually, Harden's going to have 15 to 18 shot attempts. He's not going to be floating around this 9-10 range forever. Uh, so if I had to pick out of these guys, uh, these three studs, I think they're all very much in play. I'd probably GPPs play Harden, uh, Cash, Durant, and, I, or, and Kyrie, depending on how much money you want to spend, make better more sense to me. But that's it. I'm not playing anybody else. I think it's tough to trust anybody else on this team with these three guys all playing. Yeah, yeah. Harden's a great GPP target just because you know he has that you know capability to put put up 70, 80 points in any given night, and uh, you know it, it just really takes the right the right recipe for that to happen. And um, I don't know if it's this against the Hawks here. Uh, I mean, the Hawks don't play a lot of defense, so uh, maybe uh, definitely a good GPP play there. But Kyrie Irving, eighty eight hundred, he's probably my favorite of the three studs just because of that price tag. And you know, I, I love that price, and I'm, I'm still waiting for one of those crazy Kyrie games, you know, like we saw earlier this season. Uh, it hasn't quite happened since he's come back, but uh, he's due for one. 
another guy I'd look at. Uh, you know, I don't typically look at a lot of the uh, ancillary pieces over at on Brooklyn, but um, Jeff Green, 4,800. He played 45 minutes and 34 minutes in uh, in a couple of games in the last out of their last four. So he's playing putting up big minutes. I feel like he's a good cash option uh, just just at that 4,800 price tag. Absolutely, I can't argue with that one. Looking at the Atlanta side, though, uh, we know this Brooklyn team, just like Atlanta, plays little to no defense. Uh, it was probably one of the things that they had to give up in order to get Harden. Understandably, if this game stays close, it should be just points, points, points on points. Now, uh, we talked about a few of these guys in Atlanta coming in uh, into this game tonight as we record this the night before. Questionable, and it is the second half of a back-to-back. So we need to keep an eye on Capella. We need to keep an eye on Trey Young. Now, Everybody's healthy. Everybody's playing. I do not like that price tag from Capella, but I expect a big game from him if he suits up. Uh, same thing with Collins. I don't love that price tag. I love the matchup. Trey Young at 9200 Now, he's more expensive than Kyrie Irving, and I'm not going to probably pay that for him on a 12-game slate, but I love the matchup. So I don't know what to do here, Keith. I'm in a hard spot. I hope they make it easy for me. I hope that we just see Capella and Trey. They, they get the night off. I could just load up on some Rondo. I could play a little bit of, you know, a little bit of John Collins here and there, and just call it a day because I want to. I want to have more exposure to this. You know, maybe if I'm playing the Brooklyn side of the ball a little bit more, if I have a Kyrie in my lineup, it makes more sense. I can feel a little bit better running it back with some of these Hawks guys. Uh, but with 12 games available and the price tags of some of these guys, it's tough for me to buy in. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think it's it's a lot easier if they do sit some of these guys. I don't know if they will, though. I mean, I think, you know, um, Capella played 35 minutes, so I think he suits up again. 9100 is a, a pretty hefty price tag for the guy, but, you know, he does have DeAndre Jordan on the other side of the ball, so, uh, and he's been crushing it, and, and you know, so I, I don't really mind playing him. Uh, if you have that cash sitting around, I mean, it's it's a chalky play, right? Um, and if he's playing, obviously, we got to check on that that news. Uh, the other guy I'd look at maybe is is DeAndre Hunter, 6,500. He's on a heater, and you know he's he had another good game tonight. I was listening in a little bit uh, as I was working and looking at this slate, and uh, you know especially if Cam Reddish misses some time, some more time uh, tomorrow than you know or tonight I should say, uh, then DeAndre Hunter at 6,500 is a really good play. I think. I can't argue with it, man. He's been lights out all season. Just the uh, the field goal percentage is through the roof for this guy. He can't miss. Uh, he's really taken his game to another level this season. And honestly, the the quieter one of their of their wing bunch, you know, like last season it was all reddish, it was all weirder. Um, and now all of a sudden we're we're here we're sitting here and Hunter uh, wound up being the best one. So. I'm with you. Yeah, though. I I bet I bet on that reddish, uh, you know, candy uh, to start the season in, in my season long leagues, and it's kind of biting me, unfortunately. It, yeah, but it's good. But Hunter's on a heater, though. <laughs> I, got, I got the cavities from the from the reddish candy. I think I think reddish is going to be a great player. It's just it, it's taking a little bit longer. He's very very raw talent wise, but uh, he's he's got the intangibles. We'll move on to the next game though. Fifth game of the night, seven thirty Eastern Standard Time game, Denver. Doug, it's traveling to Miami. Take on the heat in this one. As far as an injury report, P.J. Dozier, Greg Whittington, both ruled out for the Nuggets. For the heat, Jimmy Butler, Mo Harkless, Myers Leonard, Chris Silva, all ruled out. Gabe Vincent, Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, Avery Bradley are all questionable. So this heat team, poor heat, man. Uh, the one, one of the one teams that has not had a, their roster for the entire season but is Yet they also have like a game canceled for not having enough players. They have just enough players to play every single game. So uh, looking at this Denver team, <clears throat> you know, no Jimmy Butler. Uh, I expect it to not necessarily be a cakewalk, but it shouldn't be too tough a challenge for them. It's going to take a lot from Bam to hold out Jokic. So 10-5 for Jokic. We're getting a little bit of a reduced salary for him. I do love that. I do love the price tag. Do I land on them? Do I play a ton of them? I don't think I end up having too many shares. I think I'm probably underweight compared to the field. I'll have them in one or two of my lineups. You know, if I'm spending up on uh, any studs, I guess that are over the 10k price tag on this slate, it's probably gonna he's probably gonna be one of my top options between him, uh, you know, maybe like a Giannis. But that's it, man. I, I really just don't have too much options and and anybody over here on Denver as well. It's just again big slate. Got to cut some games out. Got to take some players out of the player pool. And, you know, I'm paying a premium price for a lot of these guys. It could be a matchup where they only say see uh, three quarters. 
Yeah, I mean, and add that to the fact that, you know, two of these teams, uh, these are two teams that are in the bottom third in terms of pace in, in the league. I mean, there's just not a lot of like a lot to like here. Um, on the Nuggets side of the ball, I, I could do some Michael Porter Jr. at 7,000. Uh, you know, it's it's a kind of a hefty price tag, and you did see a price bump, but uh, it's swallowable. But, yeah, I'm probably not going to play him, to be honest. Um, and if I'm looking at the Heat side, I mean, I, same thing. You know, I can't seem to get them right anyways. But um, Kendrick Knight's 5,700 would be the only real option I'd be looking at. Um, you know, he had he had one game down recently, and so he has a little bit of a discount as price. So, you know, you might want to take advantage of that, and that would be a, a smart thing to do. I mean, he shot five for 17 last game, but he did get 17 shot attempts, of course. So uh, if, Hero, if Hero plays, though, I mean, he's not even in play either, and I'm probably not going to play any of these guys. Um, one guy I would look at on the Heat side for GPPs, though, is Avery Bradley. 3100. If he, uh, you know, plays and and he's going to play a, a solid number of minutes. 3100 for Avery Bradley on a team that's really struggling to to find some offense. Uh, I kind of like that play a little bit. So no, you can't you can't go wrong. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I think you you cut out a little bit towards the end of there. Uh, right, right when you you know we're talking about Avery Bradley, but I think we pretty much got the gist of it. Um, 3100. You know, if he does suit up and he does play. It's a guy that could play starters level minutes at 3100. Uh, you know, this he's he wasn't uh, necessarily injured. It was uh, COVID protocol. So keep your eye on a lot of those guys when they're just because they're out for a week doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be too limited when they get back. Maybe not 35 minutes, but uh, I got you. I'm not looking at anybody on the Heat. Tyler Hero comes back. That's just going to kind of like you said uh, cut into that Kendrick Nunn usage and the Kendrick Nunn playing time and uh, ball handling responsibility and everything else. Goran Dragic is the one guy that if I were to play, I could continue to play him at 6,400. Sold smack in price. Don't mind it. Just don't love the matchup. So we'll keep it moving. We're almost at the halfway mark now. L.A. Lakers traveling to Philly to take on the Sixers in this one. For the Lakers, Kostas Antetokounmpo, Jared Dudley ruled out, Anthony Davis probable, while LeBron James is questionable. And for the Sixers, we have Mike Scott, Vincent Poirier out, and Seth Curry is probable. No game total, no spread. But I'll pass it over to you, Keith. This Lakers team, LeBron James, just going into Cleveland last night, just doing his thing, just doing what we expect from LeBron James, I think, <laughs> nowadays. But uh, what are you looking at over here? Are you going back to the well? Yeah, I, I think, you know, they're just crushing teams right now, the Lakers are. Uh, I don't think they're going to have any problem with the Philadelphia 76ers. The, the 76ers are a decent team, but they're just not the same level as the Lakers. Um, I, I am looking at LeBron James at 9900. I feel like it's a it's a decent price. It's it's okay. Um, I feel like he. I just really get the feeling that he's going to go on a tear here, and you know, once he figure he kind of says he's done, they're going to finally rest some people here and there because he keeps getting that questionable tag. And it's like when's he actually going to have those rest days? I, I, they're going to be on the horizon, but until that happens, I think the Lakers are just going to go on a tear and just crush people. So you know, I got some interest in LeBron James. Um, the other guy I'd be looking at uh, on the Lakers side, the, the only other guy really, um, and I wouldn't fault you for playing Anthony Davis. I'm just not looking his way this, in the slate. But uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope is another guy I'd be looking at, 3,900. You know, he's gotten up 10 shots in the last two, two of the last three games, and uh, he's going to keep getting those shots coming his way. Uh, if he knocks him down, he's going to he's going to his value at, at 3,900. So uh, those are the only two Lakers I'm really looking at. Yeah, I mean he's he's the the J.R. Smith now that there's no more J.R. Smith. When the, when the shot falls, he's great. Um, I don't mind looking at him for GPPs. Do I trust him in cash? Probably not. Uh, that's called Will Pope that we're talking about. But I always end up with a share too. Usually on the smaller slates, I end up with a little bit more of them. Uh, LeBron James, ninety nine hundred, probably won't play him. Can't fault you for playing either one of these guys. But uh, between him and Davis, they're some of the best players in the NBA. Bottom line, it's a competitive matchup. Was what we're expecting for the most part. You know, you you said it well. Lakers could steamroll any team in the NBA right now if they want. Uh, but if we're looking and trying to be realistic on some of the teams that could be more competitive, we have to, you know, probably say Philly's one of those teams. So we might get uh, four good quarters, hopefully. But we'll slide over to the Philly side of the ball. A little bit more interest over here. Joel Embiid at 9,400. Um, I like Embiid. I like Embiid on the slate. I like Embiid in this matchup. He generally gets up for these bigger games. He's played well against L.A. for the past three, four games. Uh, I think he's averaging right about 60 DK points. So I don't mind taking a stab at Joel Embiid at 9,400. He's kind of the reason why, you know, I'm not getting to some of these other centers. Like I talked about Jokic. Yeah, I, I might end up playing a share or two of them, but I think I end up with more uh, I end up with more Joel Embiid, you know. And same thing can be said with, uh, you know, Vucevic. I, I'm going to play Embiid. Uh, Capella at 91, I think I'd probably play Embiid at $300 more. So 
that's what I mean when it comes to eliminating player pool. Once I get to Drummond at 84, he's probably the next guy down I would look at, and then it probably drops off like another thousand dollars after that to my next option. But that's it. Uh, it's just going to be some Embiid for me in this matchup, and I will draw the line there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Embiid's a, definitely a solid play. Um, can't argue with you there. Um, you know, I, I do like Drummond quite a bit more just at the at the reduced price tag. But if I can spend up on that on Embiid, I'm definitely going to do it. I mean, you're like you said, he plays really well against the Lakers, so uh, it's a good play. Um, Seth Curry at seven forty seven hundred. I, I do have some interest there as well as Shake Milton forty four hundred. Good luck choosing which one. That's just really just for GPPs. But uh, one of one of the two of them, I feel like, can really pop off in this game. Um, you know, Seth Curry's probably the one I'd look at the most because he. He had a, a bad game last game, but you know, other, other than that, he's been really solid since he's come back. So um, I'd look there for some GPPs, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, Embiid, and, and that's pretty much it uh, as far as cash games. Yeah, and, he, and Embiid rested at that last one as well, so he should be fresh and geared up for this one. I do, I do like the Seth Curry call. Once his minutes start to get back to where they should be, and uh, you know, Shake Milton kind of becomes a little bit more of an afterthought, we should see him just continue to make it rain like he was earlier in the year, and that's a really, a really good price tag, 4700s. A little too cheap for my liking. All right, man. Halfway through. <laughs> Six games left. Milwaukee. Bucks traveling to Toronto. Take on the Raptors in this one. Uh, four injuries for the Raptors. Patrick McCaw is ruled out. Pascal Siakam is questionable. The Bucks did not submit their injury report just yet. They're being a little sneaky on us. We do not have a game total, most likely, because that injury report has yet to be released. So we'll start with this Bucks team. Traveling to, we want to say Toronto, but they're not. Traveling to Florida. Giannis, 10-7. One of the most expensive guys on the slate. I've already kind of gave my piece. I will never go against Giannis. I do like this matchup for him. Expect it to be a competitive game. Those are the ones I want to target him in. Do I end up with uh, many shares of him? Probably not. It's the theme. I think I, I don't even know. By the, end, by the time it's all said and done and my lineups are constructed, I might be more fair and balanced than anything, but... Uh, I don't mind looking at Giannis. I don't mind looking at Drew Holiday. Those are probably my two favorite plays from looking at anybody. And that's about it. If you're uh, anticipating a blowout, look at Bobby Portis. Yeah, that's that's a pretty sound sound and safe logic. I do like Giannis a lot in this game. You know, the seventh seventh fastest pace for the Bucks, and it's going to be a fast up and down game. I, you know, the Bucks and the and the Raptors both rely a lot on, on their defense and getting out in fast break and, and scoring, and that really you know, benefits and, and skews towards Giannis. So I am looking his way, 10-7. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge price tag, but that's where I'm going to be spending up you know, mostly on my on my plays. Uh, if you don't play Giannis, uh, you know, obviously pivoting to Chris Middleton is always good, 8200 a very reasonable price tag for him. Um, totally fine if you don't want to play Giannis. Pivoting to him is a good good option. For G, for GPPs, one guy, uh, another bargain bin guy, I'm looking at is DJ Augustine, 3300. He hasn't had a great uh, a great game you know, recently, um, but he can put it in, man. He he's really got a lot of skill. Um, I might be a little biased because I'm you know Chicago Bulls fan. He, he really popped off for us while he played for us in a backup role, but uh, he's getting the minutes, and I'm just waiting for like him to to really you know, ha- have it pop for him and, and really all of it clicks because I think he really has a lot of potential there. Um, so that's, it's more of a GPP play, but I am looking his way a little bit. I feel like he's popped off on at least eight different teams by now. Now I'm, I'm going to ask <laughs> he's a journeyman. Let's see if you, yeah, let's see if you can remember. Do you, do you remember who drafted him? Oh God, no, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I could be wrong. I think it was, I think it would, they were, were they the Bobcats at the time? <laughs> I think I think it was the Bobcats at the time, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. You're gonna have to, you know, maybe maybe when I pass it over real quick to you after we talk about the this Toronto team, I'll be able to look it up real quick. But sliding over the Toronto side of the ball, Siakam, 7900. He's questionable coming in. If he sits, yes, we'll see a fair share of OG. No, I will not chase that OG game. Uh, we should see Stanley Johnson start in that case, but he'll get eaten by Giannis. And if that is the case. If there is no Siakam, I think that's when I think Giannis just becomes uh, a great and absolutely fantastic play. Like he's already a great, fantastic play, but you know that's what I'd probably load up on him when I realize that you know he's going to have some fair share probably against Stanley Johnson. Uh, looking at some of these other guys, you know Kyle Lowry's back in the lineup. We could play Van Levee, uh, Van Vliet. We could play Lowry. It's going to be a tough matchup for these guys, but a fast pace. So I don't love them. They're not my favorite plays, but they're not out of play for me either. I'm very, very, you know, kind of neutral on this Toronto team. I don't hate anybody. I don't love anybody. I, the one thing I could be certain of, though, is I don't think I'll be chasing OG. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I'm I'm really never chasing OG. I think he's got a decent floor, but you know that price tag keeps coming up, and it, it's just at the point where it doesn't really make sense. Um, but yeah, take your pick between Fred VanVleet at 7,900 or, or Kyle Lowry at 7,500. Those that's really your, your options here, I think. And you know, I have a, I like the um, Lowry play at 7,500 more just because it's better price. And uh, you know, I, I think he, I usually go with VanVleet, but uh, but I like the 400 dollars less for Lowry. But that's it for me. Uh, Boston Celtics traveling to San Antonio take on to the Spurs. Uh, for the Celtics, Romeo Langford, Peyton Pritchard both rolled out. For the Spurs, just Derek White. We do have a game total, 225. Boston favored by three in this one. So uh, looking at this Celtics team, finally getting back to full health, it looks like. They're almost there. You know, they need Pritchard back, but uh, they got a lot of their major core pieces, so we should finally kind of see what this offense looks like with everybody put together. So I'll pass it over to you, Keith. What are you looking at in the Celtics? Yeah, they have Jason Tatum back in full force. Um, you know, I, I don't like the price tag for, for Tatum necessarily uh, against the Spurs. I, I do like Jalen Brown, you know, just the lower price price tag, 8300 um, You know, he's had some really, really pop, popping off games recently. Um, Tatum's back, so he doesn't necessarily have as much usage coming his way. So not my favorite play, but I don't mind playing him. Uh, Kemba Walker, 6300 I got a lot of interest in him. He's He's rested. Uh, the last game, so he's going to be rested up. He's he's been crushing it in limited minutes, so you know eventually those training wheels have to come off. And you know if he can get uh, he got 29 and 24 minutes in the last two games, so if he can get close to that 30 minute mark, he's really going to pay off on the $6,300 price tag. Uh, and then you know you know me and I love the GPP plays and the bargain bins. I'm I'm looking at Robert Robert Tom Lord Williams. Uh, he, one of my favorite GPP plays. He's just he looked. I got a chance to watch him in the last Celtics game. He just looked fantastic. He didn't play a whole lot. Um, but this is a dude that did score 36 DK points in 20 minutes back on January 4th against the Raptors. And, you know, San Antonio is just the 24th league and uh, 24th ranked in the league in rebound rate. So uh, if he's coming off the bench and he's getting some decent minutes, I, I definitely look time Ward's way. Yeah, I don't know when they're just going to eventually do the smart thing and start this guy. And I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's ever like, let's rush the, you know, the young guys in there. Cause he does have his flaws. He's not perfect. He's very inexperienced. Uh, he'll mess up rotations. He's not going to, you know, make the right defensive switches and stuff like that. That thing, those are going to happen, but they don't have anything better playing in front of them either. You know, Tristan Thompson's basically just been, uh, you know, a body. Uh, he kind of just stands there and does his thing. And Tice is the best big man that they have right now, but being able to, you know, interchange Tice's just, you know, defensive ability with, uh, like you said, Time Lord's uh, defensive versatility. I think kind of get a combination of those two things is what they're going to eventually need to do that or just do the smart thing and what they should have did about two seasons ago and just trade for Andre Drummond so they can finally have somebody that can go against Embiid. Nonetheless, I, I'm with you. I think Kemba Walker is probably the number one guy I'm looking at at 6,300. Probably the only guy I'm going to have any real consideration for on this team. You know, it, it's, a, it's a weird situation. Normally I would say, you know, Let's wait and see you know, what happens with Tatum and, and Kemba and Brown now. Where does the usage really go? How does it get funneled? Uh, but he's still underpriced at 6,300. You know, he, there was no minutes restriction in that last one. It was a blowout. He could have played 30 minutes if they needed him to, but he just crushed it in the 24 that he played. So this game stays close. I would expect 28 to 30 minutes out of Kemba, and I like that price tag at 63. On the Spurs side of the ball. Oh, by the way, I looked it up. He was he was drafted by – it was uh, it was the Bobcats at the time. <laughs> I think it was 2000, 2007, 2008. Uh, DeMar DeRozan at 7,100. It feels like a great price tag. This is a tough matchup, though. Anytime we know that these wings come into Boston and have to go against the Celtics, well, I guess it's in San Antonio, but still have to go against the Celtics. It's not an easy matchup. So, you know, I do like that price tag. I think that it makes sense if you're looking at it, trying to be a little contrarian. What I wanted to get your thoughts, though, is could we trust that price tag on DeRozan in cash, or do you think he's just a GPP play at 7,100? I really think the seventy one hundred dollar uh, price tag is. I think it's almost insulting. It's like verging on that. I I know it's tough to play uh, wings against the Celtics, but I I think I'm gonna play a lot of this guy at seventy one hundred. Um, Dejounte Murray. I, I'm always butchered that name, but uh, Murray at sixty six hundred. He's also a little bit down in the price tag too, which which really doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, it's a tough matchup for him, but I I like both those guys. Um, the other guy I like is is Rudy Gay at five thousand. He's just been extremely solid all year. Uh, 24 or more DK points all three of his last three games, and he's got 35-point upside. So I think he's a really, really solid uh, play in that mid-range, 5,000 to 6,000 or so um, salary as well. So those are the three guys I'm looking at. 
Yeah, so on the San Antonio side, I'm with you. I think it's uh, it's DeRozan. The price tag just feels stupid low, and then you you know you check the game logs; they're up and down. So that's what gives you that little pause and everything like that. But I, I still like him in this matchup. The other guy I'm looking at, and this is probably the more riskier play, and you know hold your breath is Lamarcus Aldridge. <laughs> you know, six K. Uh, it's a great price tag for Aldridge for what we're used to. Not this season. Uh, a lot of it for me just comes down to game script. You know, they're expecting this game to be relatively. Uh, Relatively close. It's only a three-point spread. And if this game stays close, we may see 30 minutes out of Aldridge and what's a good matchup against a weak front court. So that's my reasoning for it. If you think the game's going to get out of hand, maybe if you're playing somebody on the other side, you want to run it back, sure. Probably not a game I want to get overexposed to necessarily, but uh, it is a big against the Celtics. So nonetheless, we'll keep it moving. Washington Wizards traveling to New Orleans, taking on the Pelicans in this one. For an injury report, uh, Wizards right now have yet to release it, and it's because they're playing today. So it's going to be uh, the second half of a back-to-back for the Wizards. We will likely see Russell Westbrook probably sit this one out. So keep your eye on that. He did play in this one today. Uh, for the Pelicans, we do not have an injury report for them either. Uh, that we do not know because just about everybody's healthy on this team right now. Also reports coming out that they will be shopping J.J. Redick and Lonzo Ball. So... Hopefully, I, I, I kind of want to see some of these young guys like uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Carol Lewis get a little bit more minutes. But we'll start with this this Wizards team, and we'll have to be a little skeptical here because we don't have the information on our hands right now. But, you know, Bradley Beal coming in at 10-2, probably because it's uh, it's Bradley Beal and there's likely no Russell Westbrook. So I can't say don't play him. I can't tell you I'm going to play him. It's uh, it's probably the contrarian GPP uh, expensive pivot, and that's that's probably where I'll leave it for him. Outside of him, I don't mind looking at some Raul Neto. Uh, he should get some decent run. He played a little bit, I think, last I checked. I, it was about 19, 20 minutes tonight. Um, I'll have to go back and check that. And that was yeah, in a game. 22 was, minutes. 22 minutes is where he finished. So, And I'm comfortable with that. You know, it's a back-to-back. I don't expect him to be too uh, too limited. It was a great injury that held him out. So keep your eye on it. But if he's good to go and he's starting, we've seen him start for Westbrook and just produce rock-solid value. And at 4,300, I don't mind taking a couple stabs at him as well. And then the trickle-down effect between, you know, Garrison Matthews, Jerome Robinson. Both these guys should pick up a couple more minutes. Robinson's price tag elevated $800 from today. Probably takes him out of my player pool a little bit, but I don't hate it either. So I think moral of the story, I'll be playing a little bit of uh, Raul Neto and uh, Bradley Beal as a contrarian pivot in GPPs. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, Neto's really solid. Uh, he could do work in 20, 25 minutes, and he's, he's already getting that, so... Uh, if you play, if if Westbrook sits, yeah, he's he's really great. I, I love him a lot. Um, the other guy I would look at, and I can't believe I'm saying this because we were talking in the Discord earlier tonight about who who the heck is this guy? This is Anthony Gilfella. I I don't still do haven't looked him up, haven't had the time to look him up just yet. But he played 22 minutes tonight. It was a blowout. Um, it was pretty competitive through the first uh, two three quarters, but um, you know fourth quarter is definitely a blowout, and you know maybe that that contributed a little bit to it. But he got 22 minutes. He's three thousand um, dollars for the salary. So uh, again, a GPP punt play, nothing more. I wouldn't put him in cash, but uh, some guy to look for. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much staying away from the Wizards. I'm not even going to play a lot of Beal, uh, even in GPPs probably. Yeah, and I mean most of the fun action is going to be on the other side of the ball. The team going against the Wizards. Uh, so we'll slide over to the Pelicans side. I'll let you take the lead on this one. Who are we looking at on the Pelicans? Yeah, man, the, the Pelicans, uh, they're interesting, but they, they have some deflated inflated prices here. Um, I think part of the reason is they're, they're 25th in the league in peace, and I don't know why Stan Van Gundy has them playing so slow with all these athletes, but they get a really juicy matchup here, so you got to take advantage. You know, Brandon Ingram, 8,000, Zion Williams, 7,800, 7, uh, Lonzo Ball, 5,600. Those are the three top guys I'm looking at, but I think you can play a lot of these guys. Those aren't only the only three. Um, I'll be looking hard at that team and just you know figuring out where you can fit people in because it's going to be a, a nice matchup. They need a win. Um, you know they haven't really been playing that well recently, so um, looking their way, looking their way. But I think Brandon Ingram's maybe the the top guy that I'm looking at just because the the Wizards really don't have any opposing wings to go up against them. They have Isaac Bonga, uh, Isaac Bonga, and that's that's basically it. I mean they play a lot of three guard lineups because they just don't have the length there. Uh, so no one can really guard Brandon Ingram. So I'll be looking his way a lot. You said it perfect, man. I don't even need to touch on it anymore. Pretty much everyone's in play, but obviously we want to we want to get some shares of Ingram, Zion. Uh, probably won't end up on too much Bledsoe, but he's in play. And then I do like a couple couple shares of some Lonzo action over there. Uh, moving on to the next game. OKC Thunder traveling to Phoenix. 
to take on the Suns in this one. For the Thunder, Trevor Ariza, Josh Hall ruled out. George Hill and Al Horford are both questionable. For the Suns, Devin Booker, Damian Jones, and Dario Sarge have all already been ruled out. No game total. No spread. Looking at this Thunder team, we're getting a little bit of a price bump for Shea. And it's definitely not the matchup we want to pay for a price bump, in my opinion. So I'll probably avoid Shea at 8500 I don't think I'll end up on Baisley. Roby's still floating around at that comfortable price tag. If we do see that Horford sits out, we could go back to that well at 5K. Just, you know, he's, he makes sense for cash. I don't think the, the tournament ceiling is necessarily there. We haven't yet, we haven't really seen it yet at that price tag. So I don't think I'll have too many shares of anybody over here on OKC. Yeah, I'm I'm not looking their way a whole lot. I mean, like like you always say, the Suns really really like to slow the game down, and that doesn't really benefit anyone for fantasy purposes. Uh, you know, I almost always end up with a, a Thunder player on my on my GPP rosters though uh, when, when I have when, when they're playing. And uh, you know, Baisley's one guy you said that I'm looking at. Uh, Lou Dort, 4800. I'd be looking at him. He's he has uh, had a couple of bad games, but that's kind of what he does. He has a couple of bad games and a couple of really eye popping games, and that's just what he does it's just his his identity as a player i guess uh and he's got a he, he's got a clear cut clear and cut role on the team so he's gonna play a lot um and then mike muscala if if horford's out uh, whether or not horford plays is gonna is gonna affect a lot of this but you know mike muscala if he's out you know he's he's had an, another a good game tonight or sorry their last game he had a good game and he's only 3600 so i'd be looking his way as well all right we'll slide over to the sun side of the ball and it's kind of like uh you know the other games that we were talking about, sometimes we don't like the you know team on one side, uh, but <clears throat> we got to like the team going against OKC with no Devin Booker, tons of usage, tons of shot attempts. You know these guys are all like great price tags. Uh, Chris Paul seventy six hundred signed me up. I'm good with it. DeAndre Ayton seventy three. I talked about having like three expensive tier centers, and that's probably what I'm doing. I'm spending up at the center position. You know Embiid, then Drummond in the middle, um, and I guess they're kind of all not. You know I wouldn't call them you know middle tiered. He's still eighty four hundred. Uh, and then Aiton at, 70, at 73. I love all three of these guys. I'm going to have shares of probably uh, two out of the three, maybe even all three on DK where I can even get two centers. So I'll be playing Paul. I'll be playing Aiton. I don't mind Cam Johnson at 48. I think he makes sense for, uh, you know, just a rock-solid value play. And then, uh, you know, Bridges is always in play at 53. His ability just to rack it up defensively. Uh, again, he should take a, a few extra shot attempts with no Devin Booker. I, I really like a lot of these Suns guys. Yeah, I'm there with you. You know, I'll be looking at this team a lot too. Um, Aiton probably up there as my number one guy. I mean, especially if Horford sits, I just don't. I don't know how the the Thunder are going to stop him. You know, there's always that blowout risk, and uh, the Thunder though they they remain competitive with every team, even when they're not supposed to. So I don't think there's really a whole lot of risk there. So uh, Aiton would be the guy if I don't go don't roll out Drummond. Aiton would be the other guy I'd go with for sure. righty. we'll keep it moving then. Only two games left. If you guys have a quick second, we've got time to do, give it a pause, give us a thumbs up, give us a rate and review. We really do appreciate it. We see them coming in there. Uh, we're taking everything that you guys say, constructive criticism-wise, and we're trying to adjust. We're trying to get better on the fly. We're trying to provide the best product that we could for you guys. So uh, between the, you know, uh, you know, fix your audio issues and stuff like that, you know, sometimes we do have our issues. Uh, we are trying to make it work, guys. Uh, you know, we, we're working with the best we have available, but we also see the positive stuff in there as well. Uh, we take everything, everything to heart, uh, whether you just love the show or whether you want to see us get better. It all means just the same to us. So, guys, drop something in there. Drop a comment. Thumbs up. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Whatever it may be. Check us out wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then while you're at it, check out the Fancy Pass. If you haven't already, go to DF, or uh, I'm sorry, hoop-ball.com. Whether you want just the DFS pass, we have just the DFS pass where you get access to the Discord. You get some of the premium articles behind the paywall. Uh, and then you get to always listen to us free every single day. But we have a few extra goodies back here that you guys should be taking advantage of. And it's only $1.99 per month. When you hear that price tag, you're thinking, what, that's cheaper than a cup of coffee. And it's true. Uh, you know, take away one cup of coffee out of your entire month and you can have the DFS pass. Come join us in the Discord. Have some fun. Get the season-long fantasy pass and you get access to all the Discords. Season-long, Wager, DFS, all the articles, everything that we have going on back here, all the live feeds, some fun stuff, guys, so check it out. Two games left, Dallas Mavericks traveling to Utah to take on the Jazz. Jazz on the second half of back-to-back. They are playing the New York Knicks right now as Austin Rivers lights the world on fire. Uh, we're gonna, can you give me an update on that one as we, as we go through this real quick? I got to know what that guy's doing right now uh, after that first quarter that he just came out with, but... 
Uh, nonetheless, like I said, no injury report for the Jazz. Uh, for the Mavs, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, Josh Richardson, all questionable in the health and safety protocols. These guys are working their way back while Maxi Kleber is still ruled out. Let's talk about this Mavs team. My boy Luka Doncic, 10-9. I'm never going to say not play Luka. If anybody's going to say to play him every single night, it's probably this guy right here. But I don't think I'll be playing Luka on this slate. Just too many options, too many guys I like in better spots. So I will probably take a pass. If anything, I prefer Porzingis at 82, just because I think this is going to be a mismatch for him that he could definitely take advantage of. Outside of the Porzingis, you know, maybe a couple stabs at Jalen Brunson at 47. But we'd have to see and make sure that guys like Josh Richardson aren't playing. Because uh, once this team gets healthy, we're going to see Brunson probably move back to that bench role. What are you looking at on Dallas? Yeah, by the end, uh, by the way, end of the third. Oh, actually, the fourth just started. The Knicks are up one, um, and Austin Rivers has 25 points in 17 minutes. So he is still lighting the world on fire. I could definitely just kill on it for some reason. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, I'm definitely, uh, I don't like any of these people on, on Mavericks at all. Um, you know, Doncic is too too expensive for me. Uh, not excited about this matchup. Um, yeah, James Johnson, you uh, played 31 minutes last game, but they're going to be getting people back. Uh, DFS and and uh, Josh Richardson, like you said, I, I just I can't get excited about any of these guys. I don't think I'm going to play any Mavericks, to be honest with you. Austin Rivers missed. <laughs> he was 10 of 10. That was 10 of 12. So that's funny. You, <laughs> you know, we're all, we're at the we're in the fourth quarter now, and uh, he had all these points in the first. He was 10 oh, did he? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was 10 of 10. I think it was at the, at the end of the first quarter. In his, no, maybe it was in some way through the second. In his first 10 minutes of play, uh, he, had, he was 10 of 10. It was wild. <laughs> All right, we'll, uh, we'll slide over to the other team, though. Looking at this Utah team, second half of a back-to-back. I mean, you know, right now in this game, it's looking like it's going to be a tight one. It's 83-81, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So uh, these, uh, these starters aren't necessarily going to get that chance to rest like they would like going, coming into you know, playing the Mavericks on, on the following night. They were probably hoping for not necessarily an easy win, uh, but one where they could kind of take it easy towards the end. So looking at some of the options that we have on here, not a lot I love. I like Mike Conley's price tag at 61. Gobert at 72 is okay, but I think I'm playing eight and over him anyway, so I'm not going to go there. And that's really it. You know, I don't love, I don't hate any of these guys. I just don't see myself landing on them. Yeah, Gobert's you know, Gobert's price is a little too low, seventy two hundred, and and uh, you know I don't I don't fault you for going there, but like you said, I, I think there's better options out there. Um, but if you have to save a few hundred, you know, Gobert is definitely in play, and he's he's a good he's a good play there. Um, Jordan Clarkson at fifty nine hundred, I actually do have quite a bit of uh, interest in him. You know, just a, he's a bench player, second half of a back to back, and the Mavs are still pretty thin. Uh, even if they get these guys back, and they're going to be playing limited minutes, so you know he'll have a chance to kind of light up the the Mavs bench, and you know I think he's in a good spot for that. Uh, the only the only other guy I might look at a little bit is Joe Inglis uh, at forty two hundred, uh, which is just a, just a great price for a guy that has a role that's you know that big on a team. I think, um, but that's that's really it. Not too excited about any of these guys except for maybe maybe Jordan Clarkson, just because I think he's going to play um, maybe more minutes than he usually does, just because it's the second half of back to back. Yeah, that's a good call because we've kind of seen once Eagles came back, he started eating into that that bench usage and the shot attempts that Clarkson, the ball handling responsibility that Clarkson was getting. Um, if we see some of these starters, you know, Mitchell or Conley or anything, uh, you know, on the second half of back-to-back, need a little bit of an extra breather, uh, you're right. Clarkson would be that guy. I could definitely see him taking advantage of the Mavs' second unit, like you said. Not that great. <clears throat> Final game of the night. <laughs> One that should be loaded with fantasy. Uh, nice way to end the night after we just kind of went through a few teams and we're like, yeah, no, nah, I don't want to play anyone here. I don't want to play anyone here. I don't want to play anyone here. We do like the Suns, but don't want to play anyone here. Uh, we got we have some action. We're gonna get some uh, we're gonna get some shares in this late game hammer. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to Golden State, take on the Warriors for the Warriors. Marquise Chris, uh, Clay Thompson, Alan Smaliak all ruled out for the Timberwolves. Jared Culver, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Carl Anthony Towns ruled out. While D'Angelo uh, D'Angelo Russell is questionable, he missed the last two games or, or last game, last two or last one. Uh, could be mistaken on that one. But nonetheless, we should get some value. It should be just a fantasy-friendly matchup. So looking at this Minnesota team, if Russell sits, I think we know where to go. It's the Beasley. It's the Rubio. Uh, both these guys should see plenty of usage. Uh, Rubio's not going to be a guy taking a whole bunch of shot attempts, but having the ball in his hand, being able to play that primary ball handler and that facilitator, we saw it last game. He could rack up the assist quick, and if the shot falls, it falls. It's a cherry on top. But it's a great price tag at 5400 and I don't mind Beasley's at 67. You want to take a look at a guy like Jordan McLaughlin? Uh, I don't mind that either. It's a Brock solid value play. You should be looking at low 20s minutes, 
Uh, regardless, the game gets out of hand. He plays a little bit more. So solid value play there. And then uh, Jared Vanderbilt. He's just been rock solid, and he might even have a firm grip on the starting power forward role once Carl Anthony Towns comes back. So that's what I'm looking at. It's a lot to love over here on this Minnesota side of the ball. But um, anybody you're kind of gravitating towards more than the others? I was almost shocked there. I, th- I thought you weren't even going to mention Jared Vanderbilt, but uh, you oh, got your no, guy in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely the top guy I'm looking at, actually. And, you know, I, I, have, I haven't been on him as much as you, obviously. But, uh, yeah, man, he's just he's crushing it right now. And he's I think he's, he's there to stay. And uh, 5,400 is, is definitely a uh, swallowable uh, price tag for anybody. But Van- Vanderbilt is definitely in play. Um, D'Angelo Russell missed two games, by the way, with that injury. Two. I don't know if he comes back or not. If he does, I, I play some Russell. Uh, if he doesn't, like you said, McLaughlin. Um, so I'm right there with you. Exactly what you said. Perfect, man. It's nice when we, when we, we agree. We actually had some disagreements, which is even better. Uh, sometimes yeah. it gets boring when you're just doing show with someone and they're like, yeah, we all we like the same guys. And there's no fun in that. Uh, it gets me a little worried. Now I'm thinking I'm, I'm a little too cashy on my GPPs if, we are, if we're on all the same guys. But uh, looking over on the Golden State side of the ball, Steph Curry comes in at a very swallowable price tag at 9300 uh, With all these studs available, you got to talk about Steph Curry. Put up 53.5 DK points against this team the last time that they faced in only 33.5 minutes. Sign me up. Steph Curry's a great play, no doubt about it. Not playing Kelly Oubre. Uh, not playing Wiseman, even though I do not mind this Wiseman play. I actually like him coming off the bench. It just, it's tough. I just don't see him you know, playing too much in the fourth quarter. And now coming off the bench, it really kind of limits him to that 15, 20-minute role rather than when we were seeing a couple games where he's getting to 25. So... We're going to have to wait for that price tag to probably drop just a little bit before we can get too invested into Wiseman anymore. Uh, but, I, you know, Draymond at 53, he's uh, he remains rock solid with just his ability to produce in multiple different ways. Not a great, great tournament play, uh, but he makes sense for cash as well. Yeah, yeah, I think you're 100% right. I mean, you said Steph Curry. I uh, have to love the matchup here, 9,300. is probably the, the highest price point guard that I want to roster here on this slate. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's some other guys, but he's he's definitely in the, the most solid matchup here. Uh, just going to take advantage of that Wolves defense. And uh, Andrew Wiggins, 6,700. He got a man, minor salary boost after a, a really big game, but uh, it's just not enough to turn me away. I'll, I'll definitely have some more Wiggins as well uh, going up against this, this weak uh, Wolves defense. Um, Oubre, I, I, I'll take – go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, I've played Wiggins like probably about three or four times this season. I've got him wrong every single time. <laughs> I can't get that guy <laughs> right. I miss the big games. Every time I think it's a big one, I, I can't get him right. So I hope you're right. Yeah. Now I can understand that playing Uber. I can understand just saying the heck with that guy. Um, I think that he's one of those guys, you know, with all these trade rumors starting to swirl around him. He's one of those guys that's going to, you know, show out and, and just show up and, and try to put up a big game uh, to either shut up the haters, quote unquote, or to uh, showcase his ability for his next team that he's going to go to. Um, so, you know, I, I'll take some stabs at Ubre in tournaments just based on that storyline, but uh, I can totally understand just, just fading the guy and not playing him. Uh, Wiseman, I, I do like him a little bit too in that bench role, like you said. So, uh, again, I'm, I think I'm right there with you pretty much. All right. Yeah, and listen, uh, I'm not playing Ubre. That doesn't mean you guys can't. <laughs> I just I don't want to do it. Uh, but this is the kind of situations where, you know, people like me, when we're not on Ubre, it's because he stinks. It's not because of the matchup. The matchup's absolutely fantastic. If he's going to have a good game, it's going to be in a matchup like this. So it's uh, it's definitely a, a contrarian GPP play, and I, I like the fact that you mentioned it too. Um, so thank you. That's it, though, man. That's all we got. That's uh, right under an hour. Look at that. We got two minutes just to sit here and, and, and blabber for a minute or two. Uh, but we did it. We got through the 12-game slate in under an hour, touched on a lot of good pieces. There's going to be a lot of moving parts. There's going to be some guys that we talked about that aren't even going to be in play tomorrow, and vice versa, guys that we didn't talk about that will be. So, again, monitor the noobs. Um, I've been going a little lighter on these 10-plus game slates, just all the moving parts. I recommend it. The ones I've been hitting hard are the 5- to 8-game slates. That's just kind of what my season mentality has been. Do what you're comfortable with. Do what works for you guys. Keith, anything else you want to say before we take off? Yeah, man, it's really uh, it's just a strange season. And I think one of the things that's really got me through is the discord that we're all in. And, you know, everyone should take a look at that and get part, become a part of that because it's really, really valuable. Um, you know, you can drive yourself nuts just just surfing these various Twitter feeds, trying to figure out what exactly is going on, who's sitting out, who's starting, who's going to be limited, all that stuff. I mean, having it all one place and a bunch of people that are you know all about it, just like I am uh, and chatting about it. That's really been a, a huge plus. And, you know, instead of having to sit there and worry about it just by myself and, and pull my hair out you know i've got 
you know, other guys that are in in the same uh, in the same channel, just just discussing it and, and getting over it. So it's a, it's a huge thing, and uh, you know, Hoopball is doing a great job with that stuff. Absolutely, man. I'm glad you brought that up. So, uh, and if you listen, if you uh, if you can't get on the Discord, you just want to catch us on Twitter. You can do that as well. It's just right around that lock time. We're usually in the Discord, so it's harder to get us around the lock time. Uh, but you can find me at Mike Apatria, M I K E A P O T R I. A and Keith, why let the good people know where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Ginsburg Beats, G one N S B E R G B three A T S. Yeah, that one's going to take me a while to <laughs> uh, to, to get that. <laughs> Might as well just call the football. Nah, nah, I, I'll get that eventually. I'll get it eventually. But uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with another show tomorrow. Uh, I will be on with my good buddy Dave, I believe. So we'll be out here crushing it. Uh, we're, we got some moving things going. It's going to be a good slate. Uh, 12 games. Let's go out there. Let's take down some uh, Let's take down some cash, guys. Let's get a GPP win. I've been getting close. I want to take one down, but more or less, uh, or more, more or less, um, I want to see somebody else take one down. I want to see you guys take one down. I want to see the screenshots. I want to see the goodness. Uh, it means more to us when we see you win than when we win ourselves. So let's go out there and let's crush it. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.